0: The only thing we need is the, the preacher. <laughs> he's he's going to jump on me, I'm sure. Okay, let's uh, welcome Pastor Paul this morning. <clears throat> and hear what God is saying through this awesome, powerful man of God. Awesome. Let's pray, eh? If all else fails, pray. Mighty God, Father... Lord Jesus Christ, we just thank you that you're here with us. We just thank you for your word, so powerful. We thank you that you're a God who is true to your word. Thank you that your word gives life. Speak to us today. Our hearts, our ears are open to you. Father, we just pray that you'd move by your spirit and through your word and bring life, we pray in Jesus' name for his glory. Amen. Well, I just love the, um, that song, I believe you're my healer. And that and that, and that phrase says, "He heals all my disease, disease." You might have disease in some area of your life today, and I want you to point you to the Savior. He's the one that can heal you from disease, but He's also the one that can heal you from disease. There might be disease in your marriage. There might be disease in your work, uh, disease in your workplace, it, it, with your family, with your children. Jesus is the healer, amen? Back in the 1700s, there was a a famous preacher, evangelist, John Wesley. And one night he was robbed, but he didn't have a whole lot. The thief robbed him, but found he only had very little. But he had a bit of of money and some Christian literature. And as the thief was leaving him, John Wesley calls out to him and says, Stop, I have something more to give you. And the surprised robber paused. And he said, my friend, said John Wesley, he says, you may live to regret this sort of life. If you ever do, here's something to remember. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. The thief turned and hurried away, and John Wesley prayed that his words might bear fruit. Well, years later, Wesley met him in a Sunday service. was surprised. He learned that this man who had Robbed him years before, was now a believer in Christ and a successful businessman. And the man said to John Wesley, he said, I owe it all to you. And John Wesley says, no, not to me, but to the precious blood of Christ that cleanses us from all sin. Yes. Today I want to preach about the precious blood of Christ. Cleanses from all sin. Genesis chapter 4, we read about blood. You can look back to Genesis chapter 4, and it says there in verse 10, And the Lord said, now I'll just give you the background of this. This is where Cain, the first murderer, killed his brother Abel. There was dis-ease between them. There was jealousy between them. And Cain rose up, and he killed, he took the life of Of his brother Abel. And we read about blood here. And the Lord says, what have you done? He says to Cain, the voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Did you know that blood has a voice? That's what he's saying. The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood at your hand. There's a voice from the ground crying out for vengeance. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 22, it says, But you have come, verse 24, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel's blood. Abel's blood was spilled on the ground. And it cried out for vengeance. Jesus' blood cries out for grace, for favor, for blessing, for healing, for forgiveness, for redemption. The Bible says we're not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, brought back from the slave market of sin or selfishness. Selfishness. Cain was selfish and he was jealous. And it was all about what he could do with the works of his own hand, whereas Abel was trusting in the Lord. And he was jealous, and he he spilled his brother's blood. So the moment that Abel's blood was shed, there was immediate judgment. I want you to follow me through this. The moment Jesus' blood was shed, there was immediate forgiveness, cleansing from all sin. It didn't take for you to do anything or for I to do anything, or to add anything to it, the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. So God is not counting the world's sin against them. We live in a day, age of grace. The Bible says He's the uh, propitiation, that's a big word, or atonement, or, uh, for our sins, but not only for our sins, but for the sins of the whole world, it says in the New Testament. Jesus' blood is so powerful. You remember in the Old Testament, the high priest would go into the most holy place once a year and he'd take the blood of the sacrifice of a lamb and and sprinkle it on the uh, altar or pour it on the mercy seat. And the Hebrews tells us that Jesus has entered not into a, a tabernacle or a temple made with hands, but he's entered into heaven itself. When he rose again from the dead and he's entered by his blood or with his blood and it's poured on the heavenly mercy seat of God. And Jesus' blood has a voice. And is speaking better things than that of Abel's blood, which was a man that was born from the earth, earthy. But Jesus is the Lord from heaven. What a great voice does the blood of Christ speak to us today. I know among Christian circles, there's many who don't have assurance of salvation. And I know I was like that when I was younger. When I was only eight years old, I asked a boy at school who I knew went to the Methodist church how to be saved. It must have been after a gospel service one Sunday night. And I used to pray after that. I prayed the words and I asked God to take my burden, but I never had assurance of salvation. And I used to pray every night because I come from a Christian family, and I used to get down and pray that the Lord would save me regularly. And I never, right up to when I was 15, 16, never had an assurance of salvation. Not quite sure. And I know there's many people in that place today. But um, thankfully, when I really came to the Lord when I was 20 and a half, after being out in the world and being rebellious and going astray, from then on, I've had perfect assurance. I've never once doubted my salvation since I was 20. Because I realized that I can take God at His word. And the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses me from all sin. It just doesn't bring me to the cross. But His death removes even the man that sinned, the old poor, the old life. So now I don't need to rely on my works but I can rely on the precious shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ for my salvation, for my redemption. And it's all sin. Some people think it's just the sin up until when they come to Jesus, and then after that, they have to keep confessing their sin every five minutes. Every wrong thought they have, they've got to keep confessing it and confessing it, and it's a tough road. It's a hard road, but it's past, present, and future. That's why we're so excited here over the gospel. It is exciting because we're totally set free of sin and self the blood of jesus christ god's son cleanses us from all uh, god's son cleanses us from all sin sorry you know jesus was on earth and he went about doing good he did many miracles and that was great but still i don't know if you remember when jesus died that veil in the temple was there a very thick veil separating so that no one could go right into the most holy place where god's presence dwelt and even though he did many miracles and many wonderful good deeds the veil was still remained but the moment jesus died and he said it is finished and the moment his blood was shed on the cross god rent that veil from the top to the bottom and he tore it right open and god has come out of heaven itself as it were through his son that's why isaiah said in chapter 53 who has believed our report? The great prophet Isaiah says, to who is the arm of the Lord revealed? And, and, and Jehovah God reached out from heaven with his arm and he gathers us in. The veil was rent. Man could now approach God. Hebrews 10 tells us that we're to come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And that's because we're not carrying around our sin anymore. They're gone. My sins are gone. Your sins are gone. It's underneath the blood of the cross of Calvary as far removed as darkness is from dawn. Night and day, infinitely gone, doubt within the blood of Christ because the blood of Jesus is crying out, forgiven, healed, saved, redeemed. It's crying out, welcome, come home. The blood of Jesus speaks better things than the blood of Abel's. The veil was rent when Jesus bowed his head and his blood was shed. But sadly today, God's answer to the needs of mankind is still being rejected uh, by people today. Uh, For the way of Cain. The way of Cain, because uh, the way of Cain was actually, um, because the Bible says in Jude, it says, woe to the ones who follow the way of Cain. The way of Cain is to add something of myself to what God has done. That's all very good, but I need to keep walking a straight walk in order to keep my salvation. Or I need to do this, or I need to do that. And the emphasis is on me. But I want to tell you, dear friend of God, today that it's not about you. That's why the gospel's good news. If it was about something I had to do to add to it, I would tell you now I would fail. I would continue to fail, and I would continue to fail. And we meet Christians who've been on the road for 40 or 50 years. And they still tell me we're failing, but we're still trying. But God doesn't want us to go the way of Cain. He doesn't want you to try. He wants you to trust. Because Jesus' blood is crying out on your behalf and on my behalf. Forgiven, healed, redemption, set free. All those wonderful things. Blessing and favor of God, the blood of Jesus cries out. So don't, don't get caught up in the way of Cain. The way of Cain is to do something. God's way is to cleanse, and he's cleansed us completely and fully. Praise God. We've got something to be excited about here this morning. 1 Peter 1 verse 18 and 19, and I think I've quoted it already. You were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold, or even your own efforts, or anything you could bring, silver, gold, you could make payment, do penance, whatever. You know you're not redeemed with that, but with the precious blood of Christ. That's why it's so precious, the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and spot. Anything you touched, if you came the way of Cain, would be, would be tainted tainted with your own hands. But Jesus is a lamb without spot and blemish. No blemish on the outside of that lamb and no spot within. No bruising, bruising within. He was perfect. And Jesus and God said, this is my beloved son. In him I am well pleased, well pleased well pleased, so Jesus' blood speaks great things. Abraham Lincoln, when he was a lawyer years ago, he was once approached by a man who passionately insisted on suing an impoverished debtor, a poor man, of $2.50. Of course, that would have been a lot of money back then. So Lincoln tried to discourage him, but the man insisted on revenge. That's the way of Cain, revenge. When he saw the man would not be put off, Lincoln agreed to take up the case and asked for a legal fee of $10. So here he is suing for $2.50, but he says, it's going to cost you 10 bucks. <clears throat> so that's, that's pretty good. I think Lincoln must have been, been on to it, really. So um, now the plaintiff, he, he paid that $10, and Lincoln then gave half the money, 5 bucks, to the defendant, who willingly confessed the debt and paid the $2.50. But what is even more amazing... Than Lincoln's ingenious settlement was the fact that the irate plaintiff was satisfied with it. <laughs> it's crazy, in that, eh? We live in a crazy world, crazy people. Praise God for the blood of Christ. Man's way, you see, is to improve oneself, to add something to the work of the cross. But man is naturally is desperately sick, full of sores and selfishness, and sin. Sin is selfishness. That's why self wants to get in there and do something. What can I do? I need to. Sadly, there's some preachers that preach the shoulds and the shouldn'ts. You should, and you need to, rather than declaring what God has done on our behalf through our Lord Jesus Christ. We at Excite here celebrate what God has done. We are excited. I'm excited about the fact that Jesus' blood is on the heavenly mercy seat of God and it's still crying out on my behalf today, forgiven, favor, blessing, and it's coming my way. And it's coming your way. But will you receive it? As Jesus said, to as many as received him, to them gave he the right to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Was that John? John? It's in the Word in the New Testament. You can look it up. Now, Jesus has washed us. It says in Revelation 1, uh, verse 5, it says, unto him who has washed us from our sins in his own blood. The moment Cain sinned, there was a curse. Even the ground was cursed. And God put a a price on Cain's head seven seven times over that anyone that would kill him would be required seven times at his hand because God did not want revenge. God wants forgiveness and salvation and blessing. He doesn't like revenge. He doesn't want us to judge. He says, judge not, that you be not judged. Whatever measure you judge, whatever you meet out, it's going to come back. It'll be measured back to you. But but it'll be with interest. It'll be with interest, I can assure you. The moment the blood of Jesus was shed, God is saying, You are blessed. See, the found it's the foundation, its foundation is not your works. Therefore, it can't even be undone by what you do when you receive Jesus as Lord. You can't undo the work of Christ on the cross. God is holding it out for us all. Salvation is a free gift. Jesus says, "Come unto me, all you who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest." And it's free. We don't need to do anything. We are not saved by faith and feelings. Feelings are based on self too, because many times we say, well, I don't feel saved. As though we've got to feel saved. You know, see, mankind in the way of Cain is all about us. It's about our feelings. I don't feel saved. Faith is based on the finished work of our Lord Jesus Christ. Works are based on our feelings. Don't confuse the two. Some say, I'm not, I, I don't feel saved, I don't feel forgiven, I don't feel cleansed, I don't feel healed, I still feel a sinner. It's got nothing to do with that. When, when God sent his son to be the saviour of the world, you weren't even born. You couldn't even, have a, uh, you couldn't even say, well, hang on a minute, stop, don't do that. I don't feel good enough. Stop, roll it back. You know, you didn't even get a look in. It's not about your voice, it's about the voice of the blood of Christ. And it's crying out, praise God, forgiveness and healing, freedom, life, liberty and power for us, blessing, redemption. Faith takes hold of God's word and just believes it. We don't have to understand it. You know, if we understood everything in the Bible or everything about God, and I know it's good to read, and I support that, and it's good to gain knowledge But that needs to be lived out and turned into wisdom in our lives and applied to our feet. That's why the Lord tells us stuff from the Word. It's for us before it's for anyone else. But knowledge can also puff up. Knowledge can also puff up. But faith just takes God at His Word. If I understood everything about God, I'd end up being God. God's much bigger than me. He's much bigger than you. You'll never be able to understand all that's in the Word of God. God will reveal it to you continually over time and over eternity, the Holy Spirit takes up the precious things of Christ He reveals that 's his work to reveal them unto our hearts and to take those choice things and when we 're in communion in our walk with God and communing with our spirits, communing with the Holy Spirit, he does give us revelation as we read the Word of God, and he speaks to us individually, and we go on on a journey with him and The Bible says if we walk in the light as he is in the light, and we journey with God, It says, and the blood, just as an add-on, it says, and the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. It maintains us, and the blood is so powerful, it maintains us in a right relationship with God. It's got nothing to do with our works. It's got to do with all that God wants and all that is in his heart. And he's a loving father. He's my dad, and he cares for me. Praise his name. Praise his name. So another thing is that faith is outward. Okay? Where are feelings? That's right. Faith is upward. But if you rely on your feelings, where do you end up? Downward. Disappointed. Discouraged. Depressed. Because I don't feel saved, and I'm not sure, and I wouldn't want to die now, and, or, or whatever it is. I don't feel healed. It's downward, it's inward and downward, and faith is outward and upward. And that's why we preach not ourselves, but we preach Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves, your servants, for Christ's sake. There's a world of difference between the way of Cain, the blood of Abel that cries out from the ground, and the way of Cain, vengeance, and the way of our Lord Jesus Christ unto what his blood cries out, which is forgiveness and healing and salvation. Praise his name. Where's that clock? Okay. So never put your faith in feelings. Uh, Even good feelings, by the way. You can come to church. You can get pumped up. You can get excited. And that's not bad. There are feelings. Like part of the fruit of the Spirit is love, and there's joy, and there's peace. and There are good feelings. But don't even put your faith in good feelings. Because when the trials come, sometimes things will get us down. Disappointment. Sometimes we're sad. There are things in life that make us sad. Our faith is outward and upward. Our faith is always in the Lord. His blood is always in the presence of God on the heavenly mercy seat, speaking on our behalf. Precious, precious, precious blood of Jesus. I tell you, it is so precious. I can't explain how precious the blood is. Precious to God, the life, this is his son. The life of the flesh is in the blood. It speaks better things, better things than the blood of Abel's. So the blood is in God's sight and in his ears. God doesn't deal with us in, in the way, on the same basis, either the way that he thinks or feels, but he deals with us according to truth and according to the precious blood of Christ. Praise God. He's not going to be for us one day. And then he has a bad mood the next day and he's against us. That blood is there eternally. Jesus has eternal life. He is our great high priest. He's for standing there in the presence of God eternally as our high priest. Praise his name. Pleading his, the merits of his precious blood on our behalf. Praise his name. Our heavenly lawyer. Eh? Our heavenly lawyer. And he's a good one. Just like we had that story about the lawyer. Well, Jesus has got more than enough for us. He's covered it and covered it many times over. Now, just in closing, there's five things that the blood of Jesus Christ does that I just want to bring your attention to, and there's much more. But His blood redeems us. There's a price on us that we couldn't pay ourselves. We couldn't couldn't bring up the works of our own hands and pay for our redemption. We couldn't pay for our brother or our sister's redemption. It was the precious blood of Christ. Even the sacrifices through the Old Testament, the many thousands of lambs and bullocks and goats and, that was, and the blood that was spilt on the, um, on, on the altar would only, cover, would only cover over sin and point to when Jesus, the Lamb of God, would come and take away the sin of the world. And even Abraham said to his son Isaac when God asked him to offer him up, and he said, Dad, look, we're going up this Mount Moriah and I've got the wood and the fire, but where is a lamb for the offering? And, he, and Abraham thought, what do I tell him? I'm not going to tell him he's going to be the lamb because God's asked me to sacrifice him. But he said, God will provide for himself a lamb for a burnt offering. And he did. There was a ram caught in the thicket, but he was prophesying to when God would provide himself in the form of Jesus, a lamb for the offering. And Jesus' blood is speaking so much better today. You can have peace today. You can open your heart and just have faith today that the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, has redeemed you and it cleanses you from all sin. Number two is blood brings... So we'll just First Peter 1 verse. We've already had that verse a couple of times. I won't quote it again. Number two, the blood brings us into fellowship with God. Ephesians 2 and 13 says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who once who were once far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. See, without the blood of Christ, man is at a distance to God. He doesn't feel like coming to God. Even Adam, when he sinned in the Garden of Eden, he went and hid himself. And God comes, Adam, where are you? What are you hiding for? He felt unworthy. And man's intent has always been to walk away from God, to go and hide. To go and hide from God. But the blood, blood brings us into fellowship with God. Number three is blood makes peace with God. Colossians 1 verse 20. And having made our peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things to himself. Your peace has been made through the blood of Jesus Christ, the blood of his cross. Number 4, the blood cleanses. Not only does it remove the punishment of sin, it removes the pollution. No matter what, no matter what sin you've committed, no matter how bad it is, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. That's why there was harlots and there was uh, drunkards and there was all sorts of people That came around and despised people and low people that came around the Lord Jesus Christ. Because they were accepted. And the blood can meet anybody's need. The worst murderer, the blood is there. It was there. And the way of salvation is there. Jesus' blood is speaking on behalf of even the worst murderer. And on the behalf of you and I. Number five, His blood gives us power over the devil. I like this one. Because he's the old accuser. He's the one that comes and accuses us. And he says, you call yourself a Christian, you know the thought you've just had. That's not of God. You know what you just did. That's not of God. But no, the blood gives us power over the devil. Satan fears the blood of Christ. In Revelation chapter 12 and 11, it says, And they overcame him, that is Satan, by the blood of the Lamb. You can overcome every attack of the enemy by the blood of the Lamb. By the blood of Christ, because He has no claim on you now for anything that goes wrong. God has set you free to have faith in Him, to walk with Him, to believe in Him, to trust in Him. Don't feel you've been held back. Don't trust in your feelings, whether you feel good enough or bad enough, or how good your week's been. Just trust in the precious blood of Christ. The devil doesn't want you to learn about the blood of Christ. He hates the blood of Christ, because it's like an atom bomb in his kingdom. And it'll blast him out of the water, as it were. It'll just—it'll destroy him. The blood of Christ. I know Ruth when she was down at. Hey, did you want to share it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. I just think that there is power in the name of Jesus and in the blood of Jesus because uh, I've just been at a Sisters Conference and I know I've shared this before, but one time when I went with a, a few friends, I took my car, I'm a Holden lover. and. Um, I, I, I love my car. And uh, we were at Sisters and we'd arrived, got there a little bit late. So the whole, I mean, they've got a big car pack in Telstra Centre, Vodafone Centre at Manukau. It's a big car pack, but it was completely full. And they were telling us we had to go way, way down and pack in this very lonely, remote place. So I, I drives down here, I stops a car, and other people are packing in the whole row. And um, I said to the friends I'm with, I said, I don't like this area, it's very remote and lonely and it's a target for thieves. I said, I'm just gonna claim the blood of Jesus over the car. So we get out, I laid a ha- my hands on the car and I said, thank you Jesus that you're gonna keep my car safe. I'm- I claim your blood over the car, not just for theft, but for damage that no harm will come on my car. And we went into the conference. 10 o'clock at night, because it finishes late, I got out and we walked. It's quite, it was quite away from where the, the other cars had been packed. And, and as it gets there, there's just like a crime scene. Everywhere there was smashed glass. People were crying. Women were crying. Their cars were smashed and broken into the windows before my car and behind my car. My car was the nicest-looking car in that street. It was the fastest-looking car because it's a Holden. There wasn't one touch on that car and not just that though but you know when somebody wants to break in and they can't they're mean they take a a rock or something and they just scratch it there was not one mac on it it was just amazing tell you there is power in the name of jesus there's power in the blood of jesus i just love it
0: amen so i want you to stand this morning
1: precious precious blood of christ
0: let's bow our heads If there's anyone here who has never yet reached out and trusted and had faith in Christ and received that finished work for themselves this morning of Christ when He died on the cross and He said it is finished, just before He bowed His head and dismissed His spirit, He said it is finished. If you've never received that forgiveness, that salvation, that healing, that cleansing for yourself, you can do that this morning. The blood of Christ is speaking on your behalf this morning. Just where you're bowing your head, you can ask the Lord Jesus Christ to come And into your heart, into your life, you can receive Him. John said, as many as received Him, them gave you the right or the power to become the children of God, even to them that believe on His name. Not those who do a lot of good works. And then, so let's just pray for anyone who would like to receive Jesus right now, just where you are. Just reach out in your heart and I'll just pray a prayer. And you can repeat after me and you can ask Jesus to come into your heart this morning. You, you can receive Him as your, your, your Lord and you can have the blood applied to the doorposts and the lintel, as it were, of your own heart. You can open your heart to Jesus this morning. Let's just pray. Father, Lord Jesus, I thank You that You died on the cross for me. I thank You that Your blood was shed to cleanse me from all sin. I thank You that Your blood is there in the heavenly mercy seat and is speaking on my behalf. And I ask you to come into my heart today. In all my need, I thank you that your blood heals me. Your blood cleanses me from all sin. And, and, and I'm brought by your blood. And I want to thank you for dying on the cross for me. I also, Lord Jesus, want to thank you for rising again from the dead, for giving me you new life in you. Thank you that you are my life, your eternal life. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Amen. Now, if you're here this morning and you're just doubting your salvation this morning, you know, many Christians don't have that assurance of salvation. They think in order to uh, get uh, make it to heaven there's something they've got to do all their life to just keep them on the path and keep them there. But I want to tell you salvation is a free gift. God's giving it you freely. And once you receive eternal life, it's not three-day life and you lose it three days later. It's not three-week life and you lose it three weeks later. It's not three-months or three-year life. It's eternal life. It's a life of Christ. It's free, full pardon, forgiveness, because His blood is always there on the heavenly mercy seat, speaking on your behalf. And if you've never had assurance of salvation, you can just thank God this morning for His blood that was shed and recognize it was for you. And you can claim that. And you can have that peace. Because I tell you, if you haven't got that assurance, you've got disease, dis-ease. And He can take away that disease this morning. He can ease your situation. And He can give you that settled peace. He can give you that settled peace this morning. So just welcome Him in. But believe. All we've got to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you shall, not might be, but you shall be saved. So reach out in your heart to Him. And welcome Him in your heart as you sing. And just believe in the precious blood of Christ. It's so powerful, it's like an atom bomb
1: and destroys all the work of the enemy. Praise God. Let's sing together.